That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for Gerrard! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Week 8 of the Premier League is upon us. This is the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Andrew Passaro. We've got another great edition of the podcast coming today. We've just had a great week of footy. We had footy every single day. We had Champions League yesterday. We've got Europa no, League coming up. We didn't, we didn't up. have any on Monday. There was no soccer on yeah, Monday. We didn't have anything on Monday? We had Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Man United. No, no. Oh, Come on, Yeah, man. I made a little exactly. money on Monday. We didn't Monday. have any on Monday. What? That's... Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, yeah, Surely okay, it wasn't, it wasn't that great of a game. I mean, the second half was all right. It was, the second half was pretty good. All I, all I know and is that every, every comment When Doozy was at. fun to watch <laughs> in both halves, okay? I had fun watching okay. Quinn Ducey. There were there were players you could pick and watch, and you would have had some fun. But yeah, it was an awful game. The ref I know was that every terrible. comment, every comment on the game was that I just lost two hours of my life that I'm never getting back. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, it was a miserable game. Like it's it's Man United just fucking hunkered down and like played on the counter attack. Which you're at home, guys. Like what the fuck? Like of course that's gonna make for like. A, and they were fouling the shit out of us. Like. They had like they got a four 0 win against us doing the same thing. I mean, just, I don't blame them. I mean, and and their goal, while it was like a nice goal, uh, like a, took a slight deflection. I mean, it, yeah, it, it it felt like they they came completely out of nowhere, and it came off of one of our corners. Again, another mistake like from us, and yeah, I don't know Arsenal. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that we got a, an away point at Old Trafford, and I mean, I thought we should have obviously won the game, but. Um, like it kind of sucks when like Saka, like Aubameyang's obviously been great, scored again. He's now got seven goals in seven games, and um, this is like his best run for us so far, um, scoring in 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 pretty big games now. And yeah, th- this is this has got to at the getting to the point where you you got to consider him in like you know the top three strikers in the league at this point. And I think his form has transitioned over from. Germany now for you know a year and, and coming into this season now too yeah the guy's an, an absolute beast I doubted him I doubted him I, I didn't think he could produce at the same level he did in Germany in the Premier League and I think he's like lived up to that so really I feel like everyone kind of knew he was going to be good like there was plenty of teams that yeah but I thought he might get like 15 against. or 16 goals like not win golden boot and then like be in contention for it again this year he's definitely going to be in it so he's probably like if Liverpool were going to go sign another striker in the Premier League he's probably the one I'd say go get can you imagine but Klopp would just I like don't... I need my Obama Yang like apparently United were trying to buy him this summer and there was like there were a bunch there were a there bunch of Arsenal fans who were like oh we should just like sell Obama Yang cash out on him now that would have been disastrous I mean, Lacazette would have gotten you... hurt and we would have been like can we recall Eddie and Ketian from loan <laughs> so well I think if you were gonna do that you would have heavily invested yeah I'm sure in, in another striker back line right? or in the back and line, then you yeah. probably would have brought in like. Yeah, yeah, you would have probably brought in like a fifty to sixty pound, uh, st- like defender, and then 
like a young striker just to like sit briefly about this game. Also, Rashford and Pogba starting was was a surprise. I didn't. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere, right, guys? Like, I like I thought that this this was going to be a way weaker United lineup. And while Rashford and Pogba were not that great, they both looked like they were a little bit off the pace. Um, There were other United players. Yeah, I mean, there were other United players who played pretty well. I mean, McTominay obviously got the goal. Um, was pretty decent, and um, I thought Ashley Young played pretty pretty well. Like their back line was able to uh, neutralize ours a lot, and their midfield was fouling the shit out of us, and like was able to stop a lot of uh, a lot of Guendouzi's movement up the midfield. And while like I think four players got booked fouling Guendouzi that game, which Alex always says like you would always say like you know your best player like Eden would always get like the shit fouled that fouled out of him and like this year Guendouzi's by far the player who's gotten the most fouls out of us in the midfield it's such a valuable thing to have a player who can just like relieve pressure or like draw fouls from opposing players and it's like and like and like carry the ball forward as well too so we've missed that like presence in the midfield and it's uh it's definitely something I I hope like we develop him more and then like build around him so because I think he's that good. Do you think he's ready to be called to be named Arsenal captain? Uh because he played a lot more like one than Absolutely. Than, I mean uh, I I I would have I would like him more than Jaka, but I mean I don't think he's ready. I would give it to someone like Aubameyang right now. But in a year or two, yeah. I mean, he's uh he's at that point where like his passion on the field and he's the guy who never gives up and when he's tuned down, he gets super pissed when other people make mistakes, he calls them out. Which like I like seeing. There's a lot of players who just like put their head down and like are shit. And I mean, Shaka got the captain's armband, and I don't I don't know how that's gonna. All the players happen. voted for him though, didn't they? Which by the way, why are they voting for that like after the seventh game of the season right. or before? It's not the, a uh, not an ideal way to season. run a dressing room, Unai. <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still Unai out. I'm not right now. I'm uh. Uh, I've, don't let him don't yeah, let him seduce you Javier. His, uh, his lineups you. and the way that the way that he sets the team up and the way that we've been playing in these first seven games is just it's been kind of shit like I expected better um the only positive thing has been like Aubameyang and Saka and then probably Guendouzi as well like the kids basically that have been playing and then our one striker who's keeping us in 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 like the top four where we are right now so yeah um so that was right. five minutes on Arsenal United, and yeah. it was four minutes more than it deserved. <laughs> probably, probably. We're here to preview games. We didn't say what we're here to do. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the fact that my bet hit, my lock of the week hit again, oh, yeah, again. on the podcast. The, the 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 score draw at plus three ten. Uh, seriously, yo, I was close to that two one, dude. The plus a thousand that could have happened. That was very like. If this, if there was one time that that two one could have happened, it would have been now. But yeah, the scoring draw that was that was definitely the more much more likely result. We haven't won there in thirteen years, and that's continuing. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wait till next year, lads. Well, speaking of other things that are shitty, let's go talk about Tottenham, who are coming off an absolute drubbing in oh, the Champions League. Jesus, they got. They got. They lost. Ah, Bayern missing the the London clubs to Bayern. Uh, at, at, um, they're like, ah, oh, we're back in London. Time to uh, put put a uh, shitloads of gold past a. Uh... <laughs> it's only it's only North London. It's only North London they do that oh, too. Right. Not... Yeah, North London. I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah, they right. they came to Anfield and didn't do anything last year. That's not London. Uh, 
I, I know that. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm trying to dis- I'm trying to dis- uh, distinguish Chelsea very from those other, other two We're a soccer- clubs that get destroyed. Guys, we are a soccer podcast, not a geography podcast. Get it right, okay? Like, I'm not here to talk about the shape of England. I'm here to talk about the soccer. Tottenham take on Brighton. First game on Saturday morning, 7.30. No shot I wake up for this one. This is a game that we all should expect Tottenham to win. And I have no idea what to expect because this is who's the good Jekyll and Hyde for for who's the good Erickson one in, didn't in start Jekyll again in the Champions League. What the fuck is Pochettino Do- doing? Doctor Doctor Jekyll is the good one, and Mister Hyde. Is yeah, the, all right. Well, I'm pretty sure we've seen a lot of Mister Hyde. Yeah, we this have. year from Spurs. Apparently, there's and turmoil. Or you could reverse that analogy and uh, say that we've seen a lot of Dr. Jekyll because they've not been very aggressive and they've not yeah, been very powerful. <laughs> they've not been the normal Spurs of Mauricio Pochettino that's fitter and faster and more intense than everyone else they play and basically puts a pace on you for large spells. Basically like li- Diet Liverpool, di- Diet Klopp is kind of what ta- uh, Tottenham have been shaping themselves as. We just haven't seen that, and, and for short spells that we have, they haven't been like ruthless enough, which showed, which really showed in that Bayern Munich game. Because I think the final expected goals of that game was like two point five each, and Bayern ended with seven, and Tottenham ended with two. So, like, I, I didn't get to watch the game in its entirety, but like from the multiple reviews and match reports I've I've read up on, it, it sounds like they Tottenham were fully in that for the first half, and then just implode like obviously they imploded in the second half they conceded like four or five goals alone in the second half so i honestly i, I want to approach this from a di- the the i know we we're talking about brighton but for the byron result i feel like it's such a big deal i, I wanted to approach this from a slightly lighter note on tottenham's stem uh, like behalf where it kind of shows how far Tottenham have come that a 7-2 drubbing at home in the Champions League to Bayern Munich is like as surprising as it is. Like, I don't know. I feel like there haven't been that many, like, like there haven't been the, these kind of results for them since they've been like a, a, like a regular fixture in the Champions League. They're usually competitive with the likes of Juventus and they beat Real Madrid yeah, last I mean, year I and called drew them Barcelona. To win the group, didn't I? So. You both did. And I told you you guys are dumbasses. <laughs> We got time. We got a lot of time. No, I still yeah, think they'll get out of the group. Around. They'll get out of the group. I They're don't have a gun to group. my head right now. Bayern Munich are winning the group. Yeah, probably. Probably. Definitely. Psychologically, this is I crippling. Still think, I, st- I still don't think Bayern are that good. I just think Tottenham are shit. I mean, you just don't want Coutinho to be. Uh, you just don't want him to be a god on Bayern. I know you, Andrew. You're like, ah, Bayern are shit. That's. That's part of it, but I also told you that they were trash last year when people thought they were going to beat us in the yeah, Champions League. But they're way better this they're year. Overrated. They're way better this they year. They are way the better this year. The signings they've added, they're, they're, they're so much better this year. Uh, they're, they're fastly, or they're quickly moving up my like power rankings of teams most likely to win the Champions League. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're ahead of like Liverpool or Barcelona yet, but they're probably inching ahead of PSG at this point. That's I think that's fair. I, I don't think that's an outrageous take. But let's get back to the English side of things. Mbappe Brighton's just got back. You should uh, you should you should calm what you're saying there, Alex. No, no. just yeah. uh, just uh, wait for Mbappe and Neymar to play again together. Have you forgotten I, I, how good those two right. were? I'm looking. All right, I've got previous fixtures here from Tottenham and Brighton last year. 1-0 win at home for Spurs, 2-1 win away on the road. Year before that, 1-1 draw at, at Brighton, 2-0 win for Tottenham at uh, at home against Bright, 
if I was going to bet this game, I know Alex, we uh, none of us have this in our bet of the week, but this game has one nil, zero zero, one one written all over it. Uh, I'm looking at odds right here. Number of goals zero or one will get you at plus three hundred odds. Um, Tottenham to score exactly one goal plus one eighty five. I hate being the guy who tells you not to root for goals because I'm rooting for fun things to not happen. This game, I feel like, is going to be gritty, gross, and disgusting. I kind of love the number of goals, 0 or 1, at plus 300. Like, I, that's for either, that's the total number of goals in the game. Oh, total? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but what I'm about not, what about the comeback FU game by Tottenham where Kane just scores like a brace or something? Like I don't know. I see that. I see that happening too. I I just know that my my what little faith or I had like a decent amount of faith in Brighton going into the season, but what little of it was left was kind of completely stamped out by that Chelsea performance. They didn't really even have like an attempt on our goal until like an hour into the game, and even then it was like a deflected cross that just went over the bar, and then I think they had a set piece after that, and that was basically it, and. I don't know. I, I think it says more about Brighton going forward right now that uh, the whole Moy, Pascal Gross, and uh, Malpai front three just isn't really doing it. Like the two, like Mal, uh, what's his name, uh, Gross and Moy. I feel like you can play one of those, but not two of them flanking a, a center forward. Like there's not really enough pace there. They're they're kind of deeper lying players that are or more like pure midfielders. So I feel like there's improvements that could be made there, but until I see them start to play that more regularly, I, I feel like they're going to really struggle for goals. So I don't know. I feel like well, th- there's a saying. sneaky Tottenham two or three nil here. Or Tottenham. I don't think so. No, man. no. I mean, I, I I'm the guy Tottenham who's saying that you shouldn't trust sheet, Tottenham. But... Yeah, maybe not. But dude, I'm just saying. I could Brighton see like I could really see a two-one win right for now. Tottenham. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I. I I, it, 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 there might be a lot of truth to this whole turmoil in the dressing room, and there's been like a lot of rumors online that like Tongan shagging Ericsson's right. Wife there's is like the there's like a lot of like, like kind of like crazy shit no swirling around, and I don't know because this is kind of a shitstorm right now. Like maybe something is going on behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, That's the type I, of shit that you just can't see and have no idea what's going on. But also, Pochettino, just like his comments from from over the summer and talking about like Real Madrid and. The way that he always flirts around with other teams and shit, it makes me think that like the players are probably just like unsettled and might not be like the potch out. The potch out crowd was very loud on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, wow. I mean a seven two at home will do that to you. <laughs> it really will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other managers who have taken catastrophic beatdowns, let's go talk about Brendan Rodgers when he goes back to Liverpool for the first time. Uh, where he will face off against the Reds. Oh, well, hmm. uh, let's just say well, uh, ding, ding, incorrect. It's not happening. This I'm calling this first, first points of the season Liverpool are going to drop. Why? Plus Why, 380. Javier? I think that's a great bet, guys. Brendan Rodgers, he's going to know. He's going he's gonna to return to his home and have a plan to nullify Klopp. And this is Brendan coming in and saying... Guys, I'm trying to make top four here. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm gonna go to Anfield and get a draw. And that's gonna that's gonna introduce everyone and be like, oh shit! All right, we need to take Leicester seriously now. So, I think this is if that's gonna happen, it's gonna be here. 
where I'll this will make me a believer of Brendan Rodgers if they can go here and 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 get a result. And my real reason is because you guys played in the Champions League, a, a fairly difficult game that um, you were up three nil and then you gave up three goals and then needed a a, a kind of a lucky fourth goal um, and. There could have been even more goals in that game. So, yeah, I think that you might have a little bit of a hangover. So, yeah, that's really the reason why. Because you're playing Saturday at 10 a.m. after playing in the Champions League um, on a Wednesday. I think it might it might affect you guys a little bit. And, and Leicester might take advantage of it. They might have a little bit more energy. Can I just add about the Champions League? Uh, RB Salzburg, proving it's not that difficult to come back from 3-0 down at Anfield. You know yeah. I mean? It's the second I'll, time I'll it's that. happened in the, this calendar year. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the first time it was Liverpool who did it, and they scored four. I mean, look, they <laughs> but, they did the same thing against Sevilla a couple of years ago. Like, I was not oh, – look, I didn't get to watch all of this game. We blew them out in the first 30 minutes, and Salzburg left everything on the field. And from what I read, a lot of the energy – the energy levels dipped. But as I've said before, and I'll say again, I think the big – focus for this Liverpool team this year is the Premier League. As much as they would probably love to retain the the Champions League and win a seventh title, the number one focus is the Premier League. Uh, you may see Joe Gomez rotated. I know he didn't have his best game, but I think the person who didn't have their best game today was Virgil van Dijk. And if there's anything I've realized with Liverpool right, lately, lightning isn't striking twice. He hasn't, at least he hasn't not been this on week. that great form um, in the last three uh, or four I, games. I, he's been better than every single Arsenal player without no, a doubt. I was, okay, so but I wasn't like comparing not, him that, to maybe an not Arsenal that's player. Not, that's not what he's like, saying. Calm down, Andrew, there. <laughs> maybe, maybe not I was just saying he hasn't class, been great in the last three or four games for his standards. Since he was named like UEFA Player of the Year, he he like he's dipped a little bit. He's to been be making fair, a couple mistakes. He was, he was playing at that standard for like eighteen months straight. That's what like, I'm saying. Always, I'm not like it's not always like kind a slag of on him. You to like took that personally to like keep doing that. You know, like there was always expected, like especially with Adrian in goal now. Like some of, some of those Salzburg goals today were pretty filthy. Like it's the Champions League. The, like yeah. you, you concede goals in the Champions League. It's the world's best teams all who all are used to having the ball and, and dominating games for the most part. So I don't think it's that big I of a do red think flag. Lesser, I do think Lester are going to score in this game. Uh, but the, well, Jamie Vardy, there's a plays, lot of, of course. I think a little, yeah, a little yeah, one, one here. It's what, uh, I'm not thinking one, one. I, I still think I, I'm going to take the same, uh, I used this same bet a couple weeks ago, which was when I I think I did it in the Chelsea game with both teams to score, but Liverpool to get the result. You got that at plus one eighty five. If you want to be cheeky, you can get Leicester at that at plus one thousand right now. I mean, that's for odds alone. Like that's that's enticing. But uh, yeah, can you tell me the last team that won at Anfield Anger and when it was? I mean, uh, I can't. I just assumed you could. I can't. I can't. Remember I think it was like. I think it was totally like Crystal honest. Palace. I think it was Palace. It was like Crystal Palace was, was someone in 2017. So you guys are just yeah. over halfway to Chelsea's record. You're at like 47 games at home unbeaten. We were like 86 or something. You like that? You guys will get there one day. Don't worry. You'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get. Maybe you'll get to, to six Champions Leagues one day. We'll see. Ah, uh, you know. I mean, I mean, at least I was. Also, I think at least I was around for like. You know, we were both around for one, but you know you. You weren't around for like. Well, technically, the I was alive for, for 2005. <laughs> you were alive, but you didn't. You didn't even pay attention to it back then. You didn't even know it was in the Champions League that year. It was in the final that year. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I, look, I, I, 
I like what Leicester's been doing. I think they're going to give us trouble, and they've done well against every major side. I just don't think – I think Klopp's going to have them turned up, um, and I think the fans are going to be riled up for, for Rodgers coming back. Um, and not that he was a bad manager, but just that he ultimately never got it done. And I, I, there are still some things with the way he handled that I, I left bad taste in my mouth, and I'm, I'm excited to see how he's received – but it this is gonna be. I mean, there isn't really a better ten o'clock game on the slate than Liverpool Leicester. You've got that should Burnley, be the Everton, late game Norwich, to be Villa. honest. <laughs> that yeah, should be the twelve thirty yeah. game Watford, for sure. Sheffield, yeah, and then West West Ham, Crystal Palace. That that definitely deserves to it's be a top three clash. Game, but in the eighth game of the season, obviously, but it's still top it, three. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I, I could see I could see a good amount of goals in it. We'll see how Joe Gomez handles it if he continues to start or if they decide to, to hand things over to Dayan Lavrin. With although Joel Matip could be coming back, I don't think he had a serious knock. I just think he wasn't healthy for Wednesday. So if Matip comes back, I'm very confident in this team. So yeah, Alex and I have a couple of our bets of the week on these the other 10 a.m. games. I like Everton Burnley. The over two and a half is at plus 102. Over three and a half is at plus 270. I kind of like the over two and a half a little bit better, but the plus three and the over three and a half is definitely something to keep an eye on. Everton and and Burnley could definitely get into a little bit of a slugfest here. Maybe a couple set pieces goals. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't think it's going to be the most pretty game of football, but I feel like there's going to be a couple goals in that one. Yeah, um, I, I don't mind that. I like I like this uh, bottom of the table clash a little bit more in terms of uh, goals. I mean, it seems like every game at Norwich's uh, home home ground this season, Carrow Road, has been a goal fest. So uh, I'm going to say Norwich to beat Aston Villa and both to score at plus two sixty. Uh, if you have a little bit more faith in Villa than I do, then you could go for the the score draw at plus three ten. Um, I, I don't see a scenario. I mean, I, so far I don't see a scenario here where Villa pull out a win, uh, and, and Norwich are being have been so bad on the road that it makes these home games just that much more important. And uh, yeah, I, I expect them to score at least two every time uh, they they play at home. So we'll see if Villa can keep up. All right, it moves over to Sunday. We've got a bunch of games on Sunday, mostly because of Europa League play. Arsenal take on Bournemouth at 9 o'clock. Man City take on Wolves at 9 o'clock. Southampton take on uh, Chelsea at 9 o'clock. And then Newcastle hosting Manchester United at 11.30. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Arsenal. Javier, how are you feeling about hosting the Cherries on Sunday morning? Um, not, not, uh, not like too difficult of a game usually for us at the Emirates. Um. Eddie Howe usually comes and uh, doesn't. He never he never puts down the bus, so it's it's usually pretty free flowing. And uh, you know we let them have the ball a little bit. They, they obviously let us have the ball, and it's it's pretty fun for neutrals to watch. So um, if you want to watch of those three games between like I think the Arsenal Bournemouth game might have the most goals. Um, City Wolves is also probably going to be a good game, but Wolves have those been, are both uh, on TV. Arsenal uh, Bournemouth is on like CNBC or something, and then okay. the city game. Mm. The city game is on uh, what do you call it? Regular NBC Sports. Chelsea's on Gold. So dibs. The, the only thing I, I would like to see Saka start again. Um, I thought he played really well at Manchester United, and um, I think he deserves to play again. I think he should be rested for Europa, and we have plenty of other young players who uh, who can get time tomorrow in Europa. So. 
Um, yeah, I would like to see him start again, and he might be a little sneaky fantasy option if uh, if he keeps playing because Lacazette should be out for a couple more weeks. Although I think there's an international break now, so yeah, uh, after it's this coming week, up after so next I think week. he might. Um, I think this is the last slate of fixtures before uh, the international break. I was looking. It oh, is. Man, really? It is. Yeah. That's disappointing. It yep. was disappointing. I looked and saw. I was like, well, there's no more footy for a couple weeks after this. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it, it, Saka. You know what that means, Javier? The continental catch-up has to return. <laughs> we didn't talk enough about these European leagues. <laughs> you heard us talking about it with that Bayern uh, talk at the beginning. We've got to bring the continental catch-up back. Yeah, we can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. Um but yeah, uh, th- not not too much about this game. Do you guys think that Bournemouth could give us trouble here? Do you think we could drop points? I don't think you're going to drop points, but I, I think as you nailed it, I think there's going to be goals in this game. Arsenal result and both teams to score at plus one thirty is something I'm taking this weekend. Right, like you guys, like you guys should beat them at home. I would be very disappointed in a draw if I was you. We've been we've been um, pretty impeccable at home uh, against teams that are not in the top six, um, and then like. Liverpool have gotten draws at the Emirates, and Man City is really the only team that's consistently beat us at the Emirates. So um, usually teams like this, we've been able to handle pretty well. So yeah, I would also be very surprised if we had any drop points here. You beat them five one yeah. last, and the time before that, I think we did. A, there was a similar scoreline. So it's uh, yeah three yeah. nothing two yep. years ago in the Emirates. So. Yeah, it's usually yeah. pretty easy for us over at their place. It's it's usually tighter, and uh, a lot of times they end up feeling like butt hurt that they didn't get get a result, but we usually end up still getting a win there too. But yeah, but but it's usually a, a fun game to watch. So. All right, Manchester City take on Wolves at the same time. And my biggest question for this is, will Wolves be able to take advantage of the holes in Manchester City's backline? I think Wolves are not. They're not as potent as last year. Like, in these first seven games, I mean, maybe it's just Europa. Like, because this, this seems to happen to almost every team, like, the first year they're in Europa, that they just kind of have a slump. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Jimenez hasn't been scoring. They paid a lot of money for him. Um, uh, he, scored a, he scored a couple, and I think he scored a couple uh, in, like, he the He scored European a couple, qualifier. but, like, not, not at the same, oh, you know. Man, you guys are really not going to like this. Do you know who they play in Europa League on Thursday? Who? At Besiktas. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That is rough. I saw that. that is yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. At Besiktas, fly back at, at City away. City having two extra days to rest after their Champions League game on Tuesday. Talk about a European what, hangover. Like, That's like the equivalent of oh. just like the the nastiest $10 or $20 to, uh, tequila you could ever buy and just like taking that to the face the night before you play the best team in the league. So good luck Wolves. Try not to lose by too much. Yeah, I was I was trying to look at odds, like goal odds for this. This could be like, like a three or four three and now. a half. Over three and a half goals total in the game is at minus one twelve. Like you're if you put down a hundred dollars, you're not making a hundred dollars in profit back. Jeez. Wow. Like um and then it's like I think it's Manchester City to score more than four goals is isn't even yeah Man City to score four more goals is only at plus one seven. That's a decent odd, like that's a def- decent clip. But like most other like Wolves to score four more goals is at plus ten thousand. You know, I mean, why even bring it up? <laughs> like, what's the point, Andrew? What are we doing here? I'm just 
Manchester City's gonna win. That's pretty much all there is to say about that. When you're betting one. goals for City, Southampton. when you're betting goals for City, just be wary of the fact that De Bruyne did pull up, I think, with a slight injury, and he's just been on an absolute tear when it comes to assists so far this season. There's a couple goals too, but yeah, he's been he, he's gotten back to what we saw like a year or two ago with just fizzing those balls into spots in the box that like no one else in world football, apart from maybe like Lionel Messi, uh, can do. And without that, how does that change Man City's approach? I mean, they still have, obviously, Sterling Aguero and Riyad Mahrez has just been an absolute, like, sensation so far this season. That Everton game we didn't get to talk about, but he was an absolute monster in that game. Like, I've never never seen him work so hard off the ball, and that's including the year they won the title at Leicester. He's just, like, Pep's He's trying to get his chance. He's like, keep me in the team, Pep. Exactly. Well, and especially with the Sané injury, he's got got a more clear-cut opportunity to to get into that lineup every week. So he's got to take advantage of it while he's got got a chance. Southampton hosts Chelsea at 9 o'clock, as Alex mentioned, only on gold. How are you feeling about about your boys who got their first Champions League win under Frank Lampard? Uh, Tammy Abraham's birthday today scores in his first ever Champions League game at home. How, no, it was it was it was away. The, the young blues. It was away. Oh, it was at away. Lille. But and yeah, and he started the game against Valencia that we lost. But I mean, I feel good. I, I kind of I kind of like this team in in road games a little bit more than I do at home. I feel like the home atmosphere after starting kind of slow this season is starting to turn around. But on the road, we just kind of say like screw it. You're gonna ta- you're gonna attack us. You're gonna open yourselves up like. We'll con- we may concede a few, but uh, for, for the most part, uh, we've been pretty successful going away from home, other than that Freak Show United game on the first day of the season where we didn't have Tomori playing uh, uh, yet who could help like cover for those counterattacks. Um, and Tammy's obviously gotten scoring since then, so it's uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm It's for the, the first time, one of the first times this, uh, this season, maybe, sorry, second time, the Brighton home game, I was... 100% confident we would beat them. And we set a record for the most games played uh, uh, without dropping any points to another team in like England, like in English history. So I think it's like t- 11 games in the league that we've played Brighton and we've beaten them every single time. Uh, so other than that game, going to the, the Southampton game, as much as I like them, they're just as wasteful uh, going forward as we are and we probably have a little bit more a lot more quality than them <laughs> not a little bit a whole lot more so i'm expecting probably like 4-2 high scoring maybe even close but similar to that wolves game a few weeks ago chelsea uh pull ahead with some some class from cal Hudson odoi maybe maybe he starts his first game he's got two assists and two appearances since uh returning that over three and a half goals at plus 168 if you're really thinking you're thinking goal fiesta then might might have to might have to yeah throw a couple shekels. tomori yeah, is I'd just like chalk on now to start every game right yep yep he's, he's pretty much your best defender now he's playing the best of any of our defenders absolutely he's he's been an absolute revelation and Andrew, you know who he kind of reminds me of when uh when joe gomez was at his best at the first half of last season for you guys it's kind mm-hmm. of what before the Burnley it's injury. Kind of what Tamori, Tamori reminds me of, and Tamori's like passing range and like dribbling with the ball at his feet, taking it out of the back, might be a little bit better than Gomez. I'm not trying to start like a rivalry here. They're just similar players that I kind of see a lot of like the same yeah. qualities. No, I, I haven't watched enough of Tamori, and like I don't know if you've watched as much of Gomez as I have. I, I mean, I, I loved him. I thought about. I thought you guys had the best defense I, in the league when he was in uh, when he was partnering Van Dyke. I thought he was like. Like a shoe in for the England squad until that injury uh, happened. 
He needs to get a run of games, and I was talking to somebody about this earlier. Also, too, while we're talking about Chelsea, because the internet is just fucking freaking out about it. Don't do this. Don't do this, Andrew. Don't do this. Don't even bring it up. It's not a story. I'm not worried about Pulisic. I need to bring it up because all of American soccer Twitter is like, Christian Pulisic's not starting for Chelsea. Christian Pulisic's not starting for Chelsea. It's like, hey, dickheads, he's a 21-year-old kid who just changed cities, who just changed cultures into a team that's going through a massive transition. They've already announced that Williams not coming back next year. Pedro doesn't have a long-term future at the club. He's still got a Frank's still figuring out his system. Like the idea that Christian's not going to play, if you really think that, you're a moron. Yeah. Calm down, take a deep breath. He's going to be fine. And if he's not going to be fine, if there's one thing that Chelsea has proven over the last five or six years, they will put him in a place to succeed so that they can make money off of him. They're not just going to let him wither away and die on the bench. He needs to get better as a player. He's going to be fine. So you're approaching this from the the American soccer fan standpoint of Chelsea might ruin our generational talent. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Oh, definitely a little bit. That's why I didn't want him to go there in the first uh, that's, place. That's not even a question for me. I'm still approaching it from the standpoint of he will still be a success at Chelsea. Like I, I still it, think he can. I just, I don't like the... Of course he can. It's been like four games. 100%. Like, and, I, uh, I don't like the surround. Like It's not for today, like the small term. I'm talking like long-term picture, just the... It's like, it's like Pepe at Arsenal. I mean, they've been playing kind of... I mean, obviously, Pulisic's been a professional since he was, like, 17. And, like, he kind of reached his peak at that 17, 18. And the last couple of years, he hasn't really been able to... I mean, he's been good, but he hasn't been starting like he was at that age. So I think, like, because he started his career so well, similar to, like, previously in the past players like Jack Wilshire, Aaron Ramsey, you know, there's lots of young players who Deli started Alley. their careers really young and there's a lot of expectation that people have for them. And like you said, Andrew, the kid's 21. Like he's got so much to learn. He's in a new league coming from the German league or from like the French league. It's a big, big transition. And like for a lot of players, it it takes a lot of time. And like, that's why I'm not worried about Pepe either. I think and from what we've the little we've seen of Pulisic, I think he's gotten like two or three assists, and like he's looked pretty good. Yeah, like the, he's, he the, looked good. There's no reason to like even think that that there's a problem there right now. And same with Pepe, yeah, he looks a little nervous on the ball. He hasn't been able to to get his like you know his shooting boots on, but you you feel like that's that's only a matter of time. He gave Virgil Van Dyke a really hard time at Anfield. You know the guys the guys freaking good. So just to go back to Pulisic for one second. Anyone that thinks that like Frank is somehow harboring some kind of like favoritism towards the like academy players, the English players. One, I think Jody Morris, who's the assistant there and was the head of the academy when all those academy players came up. I think he has a huge influence uh, uh, on Frank and on, on informing him about those academy players and really knowing in depth what their their qualities and characteristics are. Whereas with Pulisic, like everyone is kind of learning what kind of player he is. They've obviously watched him uh, over the past couple of years, but not really in-depth every day in training. And if you're going to say that like Frank is like shafting Pulisic, you just have to go back to what everyone's been saying, that we're, basically everyone's kind of come to the conclusion that Pulisic hasn't been good enough in training. And if he hasn't been good enough in training, and Mason Mount, Fikayo Tomori, 
and Tammy Abraham in the weeks leading up to their first starts were all being talked about as being great in training and may even start. And then when they got on the field, they never let Frank like replace them because they played so well. Then you just have to come to the conclusion that it's all in Paul six hands. It's, it's not to blame him. Like he's not, it's not like a, like a disaster yet, but he just needs to improve in training number one, and then he'll get more chances on the field because, you know, William and Callum Hudson-Odoi are not just going to hand over those opportunities to you. They're, they're playing pretty well themselves right now. 100%. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. And the other thing, and, and I, Americans have talked about this a lot with Christian because he played more as a winger at Dortmund and Klopp even talked about maybe using him as a midfield. Like the the idea was rumored that Klopp would use him more as a midfielder than a winger. And then the United States, he's a 10. Like, what is he? I can tell you right now, he's not going to end up anywhere in the midfield for Chelsea. He's going to be a wide player, 100%. He's... He's not quite like polished enough to play in like a Premier League top a top six or top like four Premier League midfield right now. He's still a bit raw, but has a lot of pace and skill, which obviously translates to him doing well on the wing. Yeah, which isn't a problem either. So I think just this isn't directed at Chelsea fans. This is more directed at American fans who are just. I'm seeing a lot of stuff on the TL right now about freaking out. Yeah, yeah, and it's like guys, it like. Fabinho wasn't playing much in October of last year, and when he was, he wasn't necessarily playing well for Liverpool. And, and can you now tell he's... me what Shao Cancelo's done so far this season? Nothing. Yeah, he's not been played. It's yeah, it's all fine. Eden Hazard at Real Madrid. Shit. <laughs> he was injured. Don't you come for Eden like that, Javier? He's also overweight. He's he's played a good amount though, and he hasn't done anything. So they also drew with Club Bruges at home this weekend, and we're down two 0 With Eden playing the entire game. Hey, it's yeah. not his fault he's got Thibaut Courtois in goal. You know? Hey, they're it best bros, is, and they uh, definitely made plans the year before to go to Real Madrid together. They def- yeah, they definitely might. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade did the shit out of that situation. Uh, let's get to the last game of the weekend. Newcastle taking on Manchester United Sunday at 1130. Will there be more than three goals in this game? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I'll be shocked if there's more than two. I was about to say, you're trying to like catch us napping there. Like it's the end of the pod. You think we're kind of losing interest? No, no, dude. There is not going to be more than three goals goals in this game. game. Who's going to score a goal? Maybe, maybe a Joe Ellington goal. Javier asking the important questions. Maybe a (laughs) who is going to score a goal? Who's going to be healthy? We don't even know. Uh, Who the fuck can (laughs) score on either of these teams? A John Joe Shelby rip. VAR might help. Come on. A penalty? Yeah, yeah a penalty. Yeah, a little penalty, the usual United. Um, I mean, I'm actually a little surprised that no one flirted with little uh, bet action on this one. I just don't like know Newcastle to, to win? Yeah, I could see Newcastle beating United. Like, here. people do know that Newcastle were only down 1-0 when Isaac Hayden got sent off last week, right? Like, obviously they did lose 5-0 at Leicester, and it looked terrible, and they gave up and all of that. Uh, all that good stuff, <laughs> but they're at home. United are probably in just as much of a like down shit creek right now, uh, without a paddle. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm trying to come up with scenarios where this ends like nil nil, and both teams just like. I feel like this is a game United win like one nil, and it's garbage right. and penalty, and everyone's yeah. just like, "What?" It, no one feels good at the end of the game. We all feel worse about ourselves. Right. You watch the game, you're, you just feel a little dirty that you watch that, and you're like, what? Yeah, I that, don't. What did I you really just ha- watch? 
Yeah, that's what I kind of feel like this game is going to be. I don't. Right. I have. Don't I worry, read... because you'll have all the good games just before this to get the good football in. Well, yeah. yeah. Goals that... galore in the Arsenal, Bournemouth, and Chelsea, Southampton. Goals galore. Yeah, it's that. And then I go see Joker because I'm not watching my other football team on Sunday. They're playing the Patriots. I'm not watching the NFL. I'm not watching the Redskins on Sunday. Can't, can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, that's just torture, man. You don't, you, you don't want to see it. Did you guys see my Twitter meltdown on Sunday? Uh, I mean, I, I heard that it may be the Caps' year. <laughs> I lost Twitter followers because I got absolutely hammered on Sunday, and then quote tweeted every single Redskins tweet from the entire day on Sunday, and said it doesn't Jesus matter. It's the Caps' year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. What if you're right? How funny would that be? <laughs> Just go re-retweet everything? <laughs> I've been tweeting since, like, early May or, like, late May that then don't don't let the Nats get hot, and they're now in the NLDS. So I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm tweeting things into existence. Uh, I would love to tell you to pick Newcastle on a cheeky 1-0. Like, maybe do what they did to Spurs, except they did what that to Spurs on the road. I, I would love to take a flyer on, yeah, Newcastle just straight up winning this game for some odd reason. Like, do they have another defender to come in because of Hayden's absence is, is my question. But, I mean, at the to counterpoint... No, he, he's, a, he's a midfielder. He's a defensive no, midfielder. I'm but thinking of somebody else. I'm, I'm looking up uh, who do United play in Europa this week. Isn't it like they've got they've Astana got Al- away. No, they've got AC Alkmaar uh, in Holland away, which okay. isn't an easy game, but it's just across the channel. It's not like a far distance to travel or anything. Uh, yeah, I would probably go one nil United. Are we are we doing the NBC predictor picks of the week this week? Oh, do you want to do them this week, Alex? Since you've been uh, you've been doing so well in the bets, Alex, you said I'd put something on United to win one nil. What which United? You didn't specify. Uh, I mean Manchester United. I I, I feel like. The, the penalty strategy is good enough to eke a win, even if it's at Newcastle right now. So uh, I guess we can jump into the NBC Sports predictor picks. Um, Javier, I'm going to need your help on ironing out the Arsenal-Bournemouth pick, if you want to take, uh, take a gander at that real quick. But the uh, yeah. I'll say 1-0 Manchester United for the Newcastle-Man U game. Okay. Um, I will say... I would say 3-1 Arsenal. That was, that's what I was thinking. I like it. Um, City Wolves. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four one. I think I like Wolves that. have enough to. I'm just gonna pick four one and hope that they just don't go too crazy and score more. I already said earlier in the pod. I think four uh, two Chelsea over Southampton, and then the uh, fifth and final game, which we haven't talked about at all, but it's uh, West Ham hosting Crystal Palace. I'll say. Uh, I'll say two one West Ham in that. I like that. I like that. I was flirting with the over in that game. You, but I you don't think that there's it. any? Uh, did you? Where did you? Did you guys play away or home in the Champions League? Chelsea. We but, played at Lille. It's uh, it's an, an hour on the train from center of London okay. to uh, northern France. It's literally, it's it's easier to get there than it might even be to get to get to the Emirates <laughs> because the train leaves from like Victoria Station right next to Chelsea, and you can, you can get over there really quickly. All right. So that's all the games coming up this weekend in the Premier League. Uh, look out on Instagram and Twitter, official bets of the weekend, because I knew I threw out like five that I kind of like now. So um, I have to figure out what the hell I'm telling my buddy to put in for me. And um, and 
when we figure that out, I'll let you guys know on Twitter and Instagram at GhostGoldPod, at Andrew Passaro, at ASMOS92, at JavierRev9. Uh, until next time, I guess we'll recap the Premier League and get you uh, all cut up around the continent next week as we go on to a very sad international break in October. So, Hoyo! Oh yeah.